Hey you, happy Sunday. Thanks for coming to hang out with me. You're listening to episode number 109 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about being okay with struggling, how to write a cookbook, keto food loves, and so much more. You can grab the podcast extra, a little guide that we put together that has all the details of today's episode over at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E109. And because we're chatting all about making keto work and keto foods today and embracing all of our struggles. I understand that one of the largest struggles many of us have is ordering keto food at a restaurant. So I've put together a 22 page guide that goes through the details of how to order keto, not only at, you know, pizza places, Mexican joints, Chinese buffets, but also some of the most popular restaurants in North America, including Chili's, Chipotle, Outback, Longhorn Steakhouse, just to name a few. There's actually a lot in there. So you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash restaurant to get your free copy. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code keto podcast. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Our guest today is Tasha, who is the voice behind Keto is Life, her popular Instagram blog where she loves to share her journey, recipes, and all things keto. Having struggled with her weight and eating disorders since childhood, she has a passion for encouraging others to never give up in finding what works for them. She is the author of Southern Keto, which is set to release November 20th. Now, if you're looking for tips on how to heal your body, which is what Tasha and I chat about a bunch today, and you have a copy of my digital program, Fat Fueled, it's focused solely on healing. So go on, open up that bad boy and learn along with me. Okay, let's cut over to this interview. Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you, Leanne? I'm so good. I'm so happy we're finally getting to have a conversation, like sort of face to face. Yeah, me too. It's uh, really, I've looked up to you for so long. So it's really an honor to get to talk to you. (laughs) I have. I mean, I remember watching some of your older YouTube videos and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I've watched for a while. See, I'm a stalker. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I had no idea because I've been following you for a really long time. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. it's just, it's so cool. Yeah, so So it's just natural. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was meant to be. So I like to ask every guest because it's always a little bit different. And I love asking this question. What does keto mean to you? Well, keto for me is freedom. It's freedom from sugar addiction. I had an unhealthy obsession with food, so I struggled with food addiction from the time I was a child, 
And so that's one thing it means to me. And another is it means balance because after struggling my whole life, this way of eating is the only thing that's brought balance. It's the only thing that I've ever experienced that has helped me. You know, I still have to be vigilant. Don't get me wrong when you've had a food addiction, but it's the only thing that's brought balance to my life. That's amazing. And you've had quite a journey with your health. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and what yeah. started yeah. all of it? Well, you know, I started keto just to uh, lose weight. You know, I still, even though I got Crohn's disease at 29 years old, I still struggle with my weight. I think sometimes people think all people who have like Crohn's disease and autoimmune disease such as that are underweight, but I still struggle with my weight. Um, because I used to, you know, I, I'm a yo-yo dieter from the time I was nine years old. So, you know, I started keto to try to, you know, uh, lose weight. And, you know, it ended up helping my Crohn's. I still take medicine, but it did, you know, decrease my inflammation. That that wasn't even what I was going for. I know my body and I know I still had inflammation, you know, with the medicine. So, you know, it's it's really helped a lot. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And how have you navigated kind of making keto your own? Because you've been eating keto for quite some time. Like what was your keto when you first started versus now? Okay, when I first started, I was really strict. Now, when I say I was strict, I would still binge. And I think it was because I was so strict. Does that make sense? Because I had this, I had this, uh, it's my personality. When I go into something, I go all in and I get really strict. And I mean, I was, you know, I would freak out about every little carb, every little sugar. And um, then it made me feel restricted. And then I would bench. So I wasn't really committed the first year. And um, so I had to learn myself. Like keto isn't one size fits all. So for me, I'm more into the intuitive approach. I realize you kind of have to learn the rules first, and it does help some people to, you know, to track macros. You know, I'm not against that because I personally have people in my life that, you know, that really helps them. But for me, it made me feel restricted. Yeah, I was the same way with my keto approach when I first started. You want to fit in that little keto box, and if you don't... Then you've screwed up, but then you still binge. So you're screwing up and then you're guilty. And then it's just this never ending cycle. So how did you, how did you get off that roller coaster? So, yeah, like you said, it's a cycle. So I was in that cycle for about a year. Uh, In fact, I almost gave up again, like, well, this isn't working. It's like every other diet I've tried, because I'm telling you, you, there's, I don't think there's many diets you can name that I didn't try every fad diet, every so-called healthy diet, everything. I tried it all. So I just started feeling like, you know, you know, maybe I should give up. So I committed to a year of uh, no cheats at all, or just no, or just being strict, very strict in my intuitive keto. Does that make sense? I was just, I was not going to have any carb ups or anything like that. How is it different than, uh, just so that people understand, how is it different than um, being really strict and feeling like you were in the keto box, just more so because you were being intuitive with what you were eating within the keto space. Yes, Got I decided. It. I decided that if I was going to make this work long term, I had to view it as a lifestyle. So you know, backing up, like you said, so not to confuse anyone, I decided for for a full year, and it ended up being a way over a full year that I did it. But I decided to make it a lifestyle and do it intuitively. And not not count macros. 
And so that really helped. It was it wasn't easy, but that did help me get over a hurdle and be able to trust myself again. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Back to today's episode in a sec. So I move my body a lot and I go through a lot of different leggings because I just don't like wearing pants. They feel really awkward on my stomach and my legs and I am able to wear tights all the time. So I feel like I'm like a tights aficionado because I wear, I don't even think, I can't even tell you the last time I wore actual pants and living on a sailboat and just like moving all the time and doing yoga as much as I do and just all the physical activity. It's just really nice to have tights and to be able to wear tights. And some things that frustrate me about tights are ones that roll down when I move and I'm always like pulling them up. Um, Materials that are really really thin and you when you squat down you can see through my pants that is like an ongoing struggle and also tights that don't have pockets so like where the heck do I put my phone and I can't tell you how many times I've almost dropped my phone in a lake or a river or an ocean or on a dock or you see the pattern I like like to drop my phone a lot and (laughs) without pockets it makes it so much easier to drop your phone and when you wear tights like what are you supposed to do and underwear lines that's another big issue and so I was looking around for another leggings option and that's when I found Fabletics now I've only tried their leggings so we're just talking about leggings here and I love them because they aren't see-through they actually stay up their high-waisted waists are actually high and there are pockets pockets to like fit a cell phone and a bunch of credit cards too and their power hole leggings don't show underwear lines so I can wear whatever I want under my leggings and nobody will know which is what should happen so I'm really excited about this company if you haven't already heard about Fabletics you should just head on over to fabletics.com keto fill out the style quiz and make your first order become a VIP And you're going to get two leggings for $24. And each month as a VIP, you receive an exclusive email highlighting the new styles added to the site. You can skip that month's order so you're not charged anything or make an order and save up to 50% on the new looks. So what you got to do is get two tights for $24. Now you're a VIP. Yay, you just saved like $50. Now every month they're going to send you an email. And you can either opt into it, buy a bunch of stuff or say, no, thanks, and then not get charged anything. I have a lot of tights now because of this. (laughs) So be warned, they're all awesome. And you might be wondering which leggings are my favorite. Probably my all-time favorite. Well, right now, I don't know, it changes a lot, but I really, really like my Sculpt Knit High-Waisted Mesh Capri. I got the ones in black and they're so flattering and they fit my hips wonderfully. My leggings stay up. They haven't gotten baggy in the crotch and they're not see-through when I bend over or just walking down the street. Plus, there's little dots everywhere and they kind of make me feel like a mermaid and that's pretty cool. So you can get your leggings today, too, for $24 by going to fabletics.com slash keto. Okay, back to today's episode. And how do you... (laughs) How do you trust your body? Like, what was that like? I know it's hard to put it into words because I'm asked this question all the time of like, what was that moment where you were like sick and tired of it and you decided to be more intuitive? Was Did you always find like you were an intuitive person or did that take time to really 
Actually, I think I have always been kind of an intuitive person. But yeah, I did know my body and I did get to that point. Like I said, I almost gave up, but I had this nagging feeling that I was missing out on something big. I had this nagging feeling that if I didn't do this, you know, for my life to try to make a change in my life, because I had, I had seen the benefits, you know, I, like I said, I would have these times where I would binge and stuff, but I, but I, had, I had seen enough benefits that, you know, I felt like if I didn't really give it my all this time and I, you know, that's really entering the keto lifestyle, you know, in the first place just came from a place of desperation. Yeah. Same with me, the same same exact experience of like complete desperation and not knowing what to do and then staying in this box and then realizing that box was not working yeah. for me. And I, I think it's constantly changing also. I mean, you know, what I'm saying now, you know, I'm not saying I might not have to tweak, tweak things still. You know, I think, you know, we're constantly changing. Our needs are constantly changing. And, you know, I plan to stay on a ketogenic lifestyle, but as far as you know, what you eat and stuff like that. And like I said, I still have to, you know, because of those tendencies, I still have to be vigilant, you know, it's, um, and it is scary, you know, um, it's really scary. And it's so scary to admit to people. And it's shameful, like no one wants to admit to anyone that they've struggled with being obsessed with food and food addiction, because there's a lot of people out there that don't think that's real. They think that people who are addicted to food are lazy or lack willpower. And so it's really, you know, it's really hard putting it out there. Mm. Do you think, you know, if somebody says that they've been addicted to food or they were a food addict or even somebody who had a disordered eating, um, like an eating disorder or disordered um, relationship with food, oftentimes they're told you will always live with this. It will always be a trigger. It will always be there. Do you agree with that? Or do you feel like there'll be a point where you can test the boundaries a little bit more than you can right now, like maybe 10, 20 years down the line? Well, I don't think it's true. I, I, I do agree with that. I do agree that I could go back to that and easily, you know, but I don't think it's realistic to think that you're never going to struggle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think it's realistic and to put that pressure on yourself. So, you know, I just say, well, I'm human, you know, and, you know, if I mess up, here's the difference. And, and the, my mindset has changed so much. And I've just grown so much through this process over the years, because like I said, it's just been, it's been an ongoing struggle. I would gain massive amounts of weight, lose massive amounts of weight. I mean, it really took its toll on my body, but you know, over the years, you know, you just, you just learn yourself and, you know, I was just desperate. <laughs> and so you mentioned struggles and the fact that like, we're always going to struggle with something, you know, ebbs and flows. Why do you think we think that there shouldn't be struggles in order to be successful? Like, where do you think that came from, from you of like, I can't struggle. People don't struggle. Where did that belief come from? Do you think? Well, especially on so if, if you have people following you on social media and stuff, you know, you feel accountable. But even aside from social media and stuff, well, I tell you, I say this a lot about struggles. Some people have an inward struggle that people can't see. But having struggled with my weight, I've always had this outward struggle that was there for the whole world to see. And I based, I based my weight on everything, my confidence level, on things I could do. I held myself back in life for years. You know, I would have never sat here and talked to you. It, it's just, it's a whole mindset change. Mm. 
now that you're not holding yourself back, what sorts of things are you doing that your previous self never would have done? Like just never. Well, one thing I would have met, well, there's several things like taking pictures of myself and then putting them, you know, on the internet and stuff. That's a big deal. I spent my life hiding behind cameras. Uh, I have teenagers now when they were little, I hid behind them in pictures and then they got taller than me and I couldn't hide anymore. I would hide behind pillows. I mean, you know, I spent so much time hiding and then just that, you know, be out there sharing, you know, with people, uh, my journey and stuff like I would have never done that before. And I still don't know why I did. <laughs> I just am thankful that I did because it helped me. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, I would have never wrote a book. <laughs> I was just going to say like, what about your book? Because that was like the most terrifying thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, it is terrifying. Uh, it's, it's exhilarating. It's, I mean, I'm just so humbled and just honored to get the opportunity. I mean, I just can't even explain it. I mean, sometimes I cry about it. <laughs> yeah. Really? It, really? Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Like happy tears, like, yeah. and sometimes frustrated tears because, you know, it's a lot of work also. Yeah. So, but, but it's, it's one of those things you're thankful, but it's scary. And I would have never done anything like this. You know, when I was younger, I didn't participate in any sports, anything, you know, any extracurriculars or anything like that, because, you know, I didn't want to be seen. I was always the last chosen for teams at school. I mean, <laughs> You know, we could go way back into my baggage. (laughs) I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. And to talk a little bit about your book, I actually just had an interview um, where I was interviewed about my book, which was the first time anyone's like interviewed me exclusively about my book. And I thought that was so fun because they were asking me about like what the writing process was like and how much I wanted to give up every day and what recipes were my favorite. So I just love that so much. And I'm always so curious about the process that other writers have and what that was like for you. So will you write another book? I mean, I don't know. I never thought I'd get this opportunity. <laughs> I, I think for that answer, that's going to have to see, you know, how well my first book is received, but it has been wonderful. I would love to write another book. I mean, I love the recipe development process. I mean, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I love it. Really? Wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing to me because my experience was like, when is this going to be over? (laughs) I am so tired. And so I just never want to cook again. (laughs) Well, and you know what, really, what was harder for me is because I did the photos for the recipes also and having to learn all I had to learn all that. You 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 had never done? No. Okay. I had think about this. Um, You know, my main um, social media is Instagram. So I've been taking pictures. I mean, even now I still take my pictures with the iPhone, iPhone success. You don't need a fancy phone. No. (laughs) And so, um, but for the book, you have to have a nice camera good lighting, natural light. I mean, I spent a lot of time learning how to do this and, you know, 
trying to do it right and, you know, getting props and everything. And so that actually for me was, has been the hardest part. Yeah. The prop shopping and just all the things required mm-hmm. for photography for a mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. You don't it would be easier. That. You don't, you don't think about that. So, you know, uh, but it has been fun, but you know, the writing part, uh, the writing, the recipes part is a little bit more complicated for me because, you know, I've always been a little pinch of this pinch of that person. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen you cook on your IG stories. You're like me. We just kind of get in there some days. Right exactly. Well, you can't, that won't work for a cookbook, will it? <laughs> no. Did you decide to weigh your ingredients like almond flour? Like, did you decide to do the weighing thing too? I did it. No, I didn't. I did it like I'm telling them to do it in the book because most people, you know, not most, there's a lot of people who don't have that stuff at home and everything. And I want it to be, you know, useful to them. Yeah. Yeah. I did both. I did all the measuring um, Mm -hmm. and then all the weighing so that everyone in the entire world could use the book. And that was exhausting. That was okay. I don't know if I could do that. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> but you know, now, hey, now I feel bad. <laughs> no, don't. Cause like, oh my gosh, when you have a conversation with an editor for like three hours about how to weigh avocado and the fact oh my that gosh. no avocado has the same size pit, you're just like, what is my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I haven't had frustrating times. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, definitely, you know, there's been some frustration, but I think I'm just such an awe that I'm getting to do this that I always, when I get frustrated, I always reel myself back in real quick. And I say to myself, you get to do this. You're getting to do this. So I have to keep it positive. Yeah. And you do. And I think that that applies to so many aspects of our life. I do that often, you know, you just lose track of everything. You get so wrapped up in your own life. And then usually it takes me seeing something or seeing my life just a little bit different, differently, maybe through somebody else's lens. And I'm like, Whoa, girl, wait a minute. This is pretty awesome. Like a book tour is a great example. I don't know if you've decided if you're going to go on a tour or not, if you want to do that, but I mean, you're so tired and you're meeting so many amazing people and you're just, you're so inspired, but also exhausted and hungry, but not hungry. And you're just like, I (laughs) I want this to be over, Mm -hmm. but you don't because you're meeting such great people and there's all these double dip feelings, but then you take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm flying around North America meeting people that want me to be there and they want me to like take a permanent marker and wreck their book with it. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I still can't wrap, I can't wrap my head around it yet. I guess I will. It's coming, but you know, I still haven't. So maybe it'll, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And and you're on book two, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm starting to write my second book. I've started planning it, putting it all together. Um, I said, I would never do this, but (laughs) there's something magical when you start to meet people that are like, I really like this book and I really like your work and I want you to do it again. When somebody, when people are saying they want you to do something, it's Mm -hmm. sort of like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll do that. I Um, loved what you shared. I like how you shared your book tour. I mean, it looked amazing. Oh, it was so fun. If you ever get the opportunity to just connect, you know, it can be hard when you're sitting behind a camera and you're taking pictures on your iPhone. It is. You know, you don't get that interaction. And when you finally get to like hug people and talk to people, yeah. Ah. And that's why we do this. Yes. They're, the the people, the community, the keto community, I mean, I would not, without 
you know, them and their support, I would, I would not be sitting here talking to you right now. So, you know, yeah. So I'm just so thankful, you know, for this community, they are fierce and loyal and support. It's so cool to be part of something, you know, when, when I started keto back in 2014, there wasn't really much of a community. It was quite small and we weren't really sure about what was going on, but just seeing the transition, even from last year at KetoCon to this year and the difference in like conversations and just everything that people are talking about, what's important to them and what we're mm-hmm. um, prioritizing. It's a really cool space to be in. It's exciting. Right you can see, you can feel the excitement. Yeah, I totally agree. Back to today's episode in a sec. One of the most common questions I get about bone broth is, what the heck is it? So there's an ancient South American proverb that says, a good bone broth will resurrect the dead. So that might be totally overstating it. But if you've never heard of bone broth before, it truly is one of nature's most powerful healing elixirs. And I tell, well, I even tell vegans that perhaps maybe they should take up a bone broth habit. People drink bone broth to address a wide variety of health issues from sealing a leaky gut to soothing sore joints to having the energy to power through that late morning dip at your desk. For those of you who are hearing about bone broth for the very first time, let's talk about what it actually is and why you may want to drink some often-ish. Bone broth is made from simmering the most collagen-rich bones. These include things like knuckle, femur, and patella bones from grass-fed animals for a really, really, really long time, like 10, 15, 20 hours, or even more. And you simmer the bones with organic vegetables for extra flavor and nutrition. What you end up with after all that simmering is a rich, flavorful, and incredibly nutrient-dense broth. Lots of protein, lots of collagen, lots of restored nutrients that you'll only find in bones your body soaks it up and then feels pretty amazing I drink bone broth because it's a convenient staple of a keto lifestyle something I can drink in the morning or in the middle of the day that fills me up and makes me feel pretty great something that soothes your body after a tough workout also in fact I've made bone broth a permanent part of my morning routine for a couple of years now you can cook it on the stove pour it into a a mug, drink it like you would coffee. It gets my day off to a good start or really closes it down nicely. If you want to try some bone broth yourself, my friends at Kettle and Fire have put together a really sweet offer for all podcast listeners. You can head on over to kettleandfire.com slash keto podcast and order six cartons or more and get free shipping plus 15% off. All you got to do is go to kettleandfire.com slash keto podcast and you will instantly receive 15% off when you order six cartons or more. Now, if you're already on Kettle and Fire and you just want a coupon code, you can use the coupon code Keto Podcast and that'll give you 15% off as well. Okay, enjoy. Okay, back to today's episode. So I need to ask some food things because you're like the best at food. What's your favorite keto thing to eat right now? Well, it's really simple. But cauliflower rice is like, I could eat it every day. Wow. And yeah, I know, uh, because you can put so many things with it. I like to take grass-fed butter, and I say grass-fed because it just tastes so much better. So, you know, I like to cook it, and it doesn't have to be hard because you just get, you know, 
a skillet with butter in it and frozen. You don't even have to thaw it. Take your frozen collie rice and, you know, put it in the melted butter and cook it. And then you can start adding things. It's just so good. You can make it taste like anything else. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I've always liked it, but it just seems like I've been eating it a lot more. You can add a protein, add seasonings, just, you know, whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you go through different themes, like different keto food themes where like for two months you can't get enough of this and then three months? Yes. What have been some of your like highlight ones? Well, um, dark chocolate. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of always on that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with one of the nut butters on it or something like that. You know, I go through phases where I really love eggs. I know some people always love eggs, but then I go through phases where I really don't, you know, like eggs. So, you know, make like a, a smoothie or something like that. Some people think you can't have smoothies. You know, but you can, you can have smoothies. You just have to put the right ingredients in them. Yeah. When I discovered that I could make keto smoothies, it really changed the game for me until I just don't like smoothies. The consistency exactly. now, like going through a, Ugh, I don't like to eat that. <laughs> and I'm just a dessert person anyway. So, um, yeah, so it's usually, you know, like if you look at my page, you will see lots of sweets and stuff like that. Oh, and back to cauliflower. Uh-huh. <laughs> amazing I have this it's on my page it's this roasted uh cauliflower and it kind of tastes like cheese fries because you put the green onion on it and uh cheese and if you can't eat cheese you could do some type of alternative uh but just the green onion kind of makes it but the the roasting it just really makes it kind of taste like cheese fries I know that sounds weird but you know you put either a dressing with it or sour cream ranch dressing or something like that so that's something I'm into right now also it's a great side dish my sister made me cauliflower nachos and they were actually pretty delicious oh see yeah like sliced cauliflower and they were just like lightly cooked so they were still like crunchy and then there was like um dairy-free cheese and taco meat and oh it was like and that does Wow. That now I'm going to have to have that. That's definitely going in my next book. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, see, if you would have told me that years ago, if you would have told me that I would eat like this and enjoy it, I would have told you you're crazy, crazy. Your, your taste. It is funny how over, over time, over the last few years, like my taste have changed. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, I, I'll eat a a cashew and be like, this is the sweetest thing ever. (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing do you have any of your favorite products like food products or like snacks and things that you just totally love well I do I don't know I do like like well going back to dessert like Lily's like Lily's okay, yeah. chocolate yeah stuff have like you that tried, have you tried Lakanto chocolate though no do I have access to that here is it where do you where, get it whereabouts are you in Tennessee uh, I or I could get it online. Can I get it online? Yeah, you can get it online. I've I've seen it at a couple Whole Foods. It's monk fruit sweetened chocolate, and it's like super light. And oh dear, it's so good. Oh, that's oh, I love monk fruit. I am kind of getting into that also. So I wish, uh, you know, it is exciting to start seeing new products and see stuff made with like monk fruit and the stevia and stuff like that. So you know, I'm always on the lookout for something. What else? Lily's chocolate. Anything else that's like I must moon have in my moon ranch? cheese. Yeah, moon cheese. <laughs> oh, I wish I could eat that stuff. I see uh, it everywhere. I can eat cheese, but I have to moderate. You know, I do eat dairy, but I don't. I don't overeat it. I try to just eat it once a day. 
So, uh, but yeah, I can have that. I don't know. I make a lot of my own stuff at home. So, you know, it's, I don't buy as many prepackaged foods as I used to. I think I feel, I feel like I used to buy a lot of products and stuff in the beginning, but it seems like I just make more of my own things now. I love that. And where can people find you if they want to like follow along, buy your book, all the things? Well, they can find me on Instagram. That's my main, uh, I have ketoislife.com. It's kind of inactive. I'm not on there much, but on Instagram, they can follow me there. I have a Facebook that's not as active, but you can follow me on Facebook and Pinterest, uh, Keto is Life. And then I have an email. You could just reach out to me there. It's ketoislife.com at gmail.com. Okay, cool. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Natasha. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.